Life Radio, where we aim to live independently for excellence with your host, Victoriously Speaking, also known as Nicole Benton, Licensed Professional Counselor. Do you sometimes feel that nobody understands what you are going through and that others do not share your personal struggles? You may be surprised. Today, you will listen and learn from the stories and our testimonies on the program. Now, here is your host, Victoriously Speaking. Speaking, we are here at Life Radio where we aim to live independently for excellence, and we are sponsored by Hearts to Nourish Hope. This is a special show today. We call it Random Conversations because we're going to talk about random things. And so, I'm actually going to take the back seat a little bit and I'm going to let my homeboy and y'all have heard him a couple times on the show, Magic the Big Home May. He's going to host today. What's up, Magic? Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? How y'all doing? Man, how y'all doing? Yes, and so random conversations. We're we gonna talk about a couple of shows. This is actually the finale for my pilot season, and so I thought I wanted to go back to two of the topics that probably got most of the attention. So, uh, we're gonna start off with that sex for survival magic. What you think about that? Hey, people gotta do what they gotta do. We gonna, that's what we're going to start off hey, with. people got to do what they got to do. Okay. Hey, you know, like, you know, by any mean necessary. See, we, that, I, no, that I, was hood I, rich. That was hood rich. Yeah, I don't know. If it's, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just can't say it's sex for survival. I okay. I, but, you know, I'm just saying by any mean necessary. All right. Hey, I was listening to, uh, y'all ain't know the name of the artist, but his name was uh, Deshaun. Uh-huh. And he said, uh, Bill's late. Rent due, lights out. Uh-huh. Can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> so when when you face a those situations, uh-huh. kids hungry, Christmas coming, uh-huh. Thanksgiving, Easter. Okay, gotta do what you gotta do though, huh? All right, so you gonna introduce our other guest? Hey man, we got a hey man, we got a nice young lady here. Uh, her name is Danielle. I'm right here. <laughs> What's her name? We on air. <laughs> right. Her name is Miss Hillman. Okay. Danielle Six Four. Six Four in the house. That's right. Hey, hey, six, hey her name is Six Four Hillman. <laughs> yeah, six six four by way of four foot. What you four foot seven? Well, no, they, that's, that, that's what they say. I don't know <laughs> them folks. I can't say that's what they say. Some doctors. I don't know who hey, they are. Uh, hey man, we ain't got all day to play around, Miss Hillman. Okay. So okay. listen, so Miss Hillman, so. We're talking about sex for survival. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you had to do. <laughs> I, had to get, I had to get you straight. That's what I'm going to start with, having to get you straight. Because you start talking about something, we got to do what we got to do, and the bills is late, and the lights is off. So what you're talking about is poverty. And what nah, you're talking about is lack of resources. Is that what you're talking about? No, nah, I'm talking about how you keep your lights on. I keep my lights on by doing what I have to do, but in right, a way that that's upstanding <laughs> that I can respect, that I can be respected in, and that I can also teach people through. So, so yeah. what you're saying, what Nicole is talking about is something disrespectful. 
What? what I'm okay. saying is Wait a survival. Time out. Time out. <laughs> Thank First you. First of all, okay, let me just recap a little bit about the shows we had. Okay, so right. our first show. Our first she wasn't show, here, so she might have been trying to throw salt on you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But our first show, we actually talked about mm-hmm. dancers. We talked about stripping right. for money and for survival. And uh, we had a young lady who, you know, was like, she enjoyed it. You know, she liked being sexy. She liked all these things. And, yeah, I happened to get paid for it. And, you know, I had a lot of people that responded that was like, you know, well, that was an interesting um, perspective perspective about it. Because she was like, she wasn't doing some of the things that some of the other ones are doing. But, yet all the strippers are looked at the same way. What's wrong? I mean, what's that about? Right. I remember that show because I personally, you know, I took it personal because I looked at it as an art form. Okay. I say you remember when we talking about like it's a it just a you know it's an art to me it's a it's expression you know and so uh, I don't think these young ladies should get deemed a certain way because they express themselves in this form or or fashion or whatever they may want to call it but to me it's an art you know the dance is an art but actually having sex for survival is something totally different no I she was talking about dancing has done well she was she was just dancing okay she now she dancing. was dancing but what we talked about was that there were other ones that did have sex mm-hmm. because some of that goes with some of it too and those are the ones that get a bad name for all of them mm-hmm. so you know what i mean but there's the whole concept of you know taking off your clothes for money you know what is that well how do you think people get into that She had a different perspective. I I think it starts very young, and it comes from a different type of seed that makes you okay with that exhibition, with that ability. You you learn to start to embrace it yourself because this is what you're doing. So I think it comes from something else that you have morphed it into something that's acceptable for you, and that's how you go out and make your money. Okay, so Holly Berry, Holly Berry, and Billy Bob Thornton come to find out that was a true scene. So she didn't got her she didn't got her hair knocked out. <clears throat> on, <laughs> okay. On, okay. On camera. Okay. Uh-huh. Nobody say so what so was that sex for survival? Was that so was that That, that was a that was a okay. Uh, uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm not really sure what to think about that, but I mean Okay, first of all, you're talking about actors. I don't know what went on on camera, okay? But we're talking about people that, like Danielle said, there's poverty out there. Mm -hmm. There's a lack of resources. There's Mm -hmm. a lack of education. And and my thing is, from those times, like when we was looking what I wanted to do to show pose and convos, and we went to one of the strip clubs here, and I'm talking to some of these young ladies, and I'm like, okay, all of them had different mindsets, but I talked to one lady and was telling her about the show. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just looking for people who want to tell their story. And she had just got off the stage. And she's like, yeah, but I'm not a stripper. Baby, you, I just saw all your goods. What do you mean you're not a stripper? You just was on the stage. She started showing me her, you know, but it's like the mentality yeah. of I could do this. And to make totally my money. Separate. And almost be totally separate. Like, I'm separating who I am from what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You yeah. understand? So that, that way it becomes more acceptable because this is just what I'm doing. That's not who I am. But how, you, how do you get like that? By, by displacement, by actually living lives like that, like living your life and having to do something that you have to do, that you just 
It's like the word nigga. Just be the word is constantly said, mm-hmm. and un- unfortunately, because of the connotation that it has, we right. people have taken it and embraced it. Right now, so. you said the word. No, and I, and, no, and, we can't and do that. I, and okay, I wish so. you could have seen the cold. <laughs> I wish I could have seen the cold. Face, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, but they scared of. Okay. All right. They scared of the word. No, we ain't going to do that. But But we ain't going to say it, but I'm just saying. Okay. But it's taking something negative and trying to turn it positive if it's going to be on you anyway. Okay. So so here's the thing. Here's the thing. They definitely can't say it. Here's the thing. So you got, you. I, I think because it really tripped me out to stand there and talk to these, you know, and people always talk about the ATL, but these girls were butt naked. And were talking to me with a piece of chicken in their hand, mm-hmm. like it wasn't nothing. And I'm like, Normal how life. are you so comfortable with that? You know what I'm saying? But when you out there trying to make your money, and this is what you opened yourself up to, it just is what it is. And I, I don't, I don't. I'm just trying to figure out like, how did we get to that type of society? And I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a segue into not just the strippers. You know, we got little girls out there, and this was my second show. We out there running away, trying to get out of impoverished situations or abusive situations, and then you end up, in, you know, turning tricks to survive because you out there, you 15, 16 years old, like my second guest, who wanted to remain anonymous. But, you know, she was saying how she was out here in Atlanta um, with a lot of the rappers and everything and mm-hmm. had to do all these various things because... She didn't have like family. She didn't have the things that she needed, but yet you running away trying to find something, and now you end up, you know, being a sex in the market toy mm-hmm. in the market, and now it's sex for survival, so I could eat. She was talking about how she, um, you know, it'd be days when she made a lot of money and days where she didn't make a lot of money just to be able to yeah. stay in the hotel at night. I mean, I just think, how do we get? I mean, it's age old, but how do we get to that? But she also talked about the life that she had and what she was coming from and what she saw as a young girl from her mother to what was around her to the environment. And if this is what we're not, if we're normalizing dysfunction from early, Mm. you start. And that's what she said. She started to do what she saw. She started to repeat what she saw was happening to be able to get that money. Well, do you think that politics and the overall economics is involved in that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you broke, you do what broke people do. Like, I don't understand. Like, you keep, like, I don't, I don't, I just don't get. It. Like, you keep saying where it come from. It come from not having nothing. Like, it come from. But I don't believe that's where it come, not come from. Like, so, like, you know what I'm saying now. So, so, so some people have different fetishes, but most of these young people we talking about, these young ladies that we talking about, don't have no fetish. They have a need for money. They have a need for independency. And and if don't nothing else sell, sex gonna sell. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's two things gonna sell, gas mm-hmm. and sex. See, but we're well, thinking that it's this money thing and it's okay. more about comfort. It's more about, do I have what I need to be comfortable in my life? So we thinking that it's money, so we think from a high level money. When you look at society and what's on television, what's in the music, it's all about money. Get that money. It's all about what you're not relevant as a person if you ain't got that money, if you don't look like something. So then you find yourself out here chasing that, and it, it goes beyond just the survival. There's no real context to what you're what you're okay. doing with your life. Okay, look, I don't even want to take it that far to talk about what society's talking about. You two women as women. Mm-hmm. Where can you stay for free? Now, you tell me that. Now, you go and find, now, you may find one righteous man 
in a in a thousand. But where can you go stay for free? Well, well, it's not gonna be sex for survival. See, you said that before. You tried to say that if you marry, I know where you're going with this. No, I'm just saying, not whenever you marry, but <laughs> I'm just saying, period. No, but you said that, Why can you go and say You said that we had sex as, as wives for survival. You said that the last you, show. You do. Okay. And okay. girlfriends. How, and, how, and, I don't know. And in Atlanta, bar friends. But I'm just saying, but where can you go as women? Where can you go and stay for free without having to contribute to somebody's happiness? Let's put it like that. Okay. I, I just where, where can you go stay for free? I think you can honestly say. But that's You ain't staying nowhere now. <laughs> what I'm saying is what I'm saying though what I'm saying is is that because you took me off I wanted to segue a little bit before this segment is over uh-huh. I have to talk about human trafficking because I did not get a chance to talk about that in sex trafficking and one of the reasons why I gotta talk about it because I really want to stay on this for the rest of the year is that the Super Bowl is gonna be in Atlanta next year mm-hmm. and we all know what that means when it comes to sex trafficking for some of y'all who don't know but I'm definitely gonna talk about it on my next show I need to like talk about that because to me it all ties together the politics the economics the mindset mm-hmm. the lack of education the lack of resources the poverty like all these things work together for the reasons that we have all of this sex for sale and then also sex for survival mm-hmm. hey, when you speak of the human trafficking like they bring us some of the old tactics but you remember back in you might not remember because you know, I'm, all, yeah, I'm uh, only, I'm only like uh, 18. Come like, on, now. Uh, <laughs> slaves back then, the days, the slaves back in the days, they used to put something in their ear, and that's why you know the males wear earrings because they used to put the stamp in their ear to sell them. Well, that, that so, well, even after that, now somebody did some research. One of the people on our research team, and he said something about in Europe a long time ago. Uh, because this is the thing when I was in Europe, so the prostitution, you know, it was legal. It was a lot of prostitutes that all went to Europe at one time. It was some kind of research he found, like in okay. the 1800s. Don't quote me on it, but when I get to the next show, I'm gonna have all those facts. Uh-huh. But then when they um got over there, that that's where that term came from as far as sex trafficking. Because for some reason, it was a bunch of prostitutes that kind of went. They said that's where the term came the from. Right. Now, how all this other stuff that came about. I don't know, but it's definitely political. It has hey. to be, cause how are they getting away with this stuff? Because it's been they been. What I'm saying, what I'm saying, when they brought us over, they've been sex trafficking for 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 us. This is a, it's been a part of our culture. Sex trafficking been a part of our culture. We've been sold off, male mm-hmm. and female. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause they took the the strongest male and and made it. Mandingo. Mandingo. Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I had it. I took Mandingo. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And, and you know what I'm saying? They took Mandingo and they put a put Mandingo with a with a Miss Hillman. Mm-hmm. And you you know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> and they, yeah. Yeah. Mandingo, I don't know where he's going with that. But uh, <laughs> while I change the channel just for a second, back to what you were saying. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I don't think that anything that's going on in this country is absolved from government and politics and what's happening with the economy. Of course, because the economy is broken, we have to find other means of making money and income that is at a sustainable level to hold families down. Um, of course, that affects what's going on. How, how? Where are these businesses? Where are our jobs? Where is work for people to be able to actually fall into? That is not something where you have to undress to be able to make a substantial amount of money. 
So all of those things definitely are a factor. Plus, like I said, even though magic took us off of it, what we see on TV is as well. You constantly see all this lavishness about money. Okay, so but who is the media? Who, who, who's in charge of the it media? Is an influence, though. Of course. That's what I'm saying. It so, all boils down okay. to a common denominator. So is it all... So, so when people see this stuff and all this stuff is happening, should we be surprised? Should we always point the finger at the victims? Should we always, you know, point the finger at the people that's in the hoods that's having to do this thing? Well, the finger but that's man. what happens. No, and that's you the thing I'm talking about. Well, you don't blame who, the oppressor. Who's the oppressor? No, that's okay. We ain't gonna talk about that. Well, I'm not not even so much as the oppressor, but <laughs> right. even yourself. What is the value you have of yourself and what you can move? I often talk about mind, mouth, and attitude. So what are we putting into that to move and change your position in life? Period. Mm-hmm. Not so much as what they're doing or, or what's happening in society. These things are happening, true enough, but what are we doing to act against them? And not so much as pointing a finger in judgment. How where are we moving to collectively to get us out of this situation? I don't know. That's why we're talking about it. Yeah, we Is need somebody some. gonna come up with some answers or something? Oh yeah. I mean there's I just it's just been a recurring thing just in different phases. Now we have media. Now we have these different things that can put it on the forefront. But not just the female body is a is a resource, but the black body has been a resource for years. So you know what I mean. That's why I say it's, it's art. It's a beautiful thing, and like you know what I'm saying. You want to see this art. In full, whether they're stripping uh-huh. or whether whatever, or whether you want to engage with it, you know what I mean. It's been, it, it's been such a force. Mm-hmm. But I know we got to go to break right now, mm-hmm. and when we come okay. back, we'll continue to talk about this force that's so engageable. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Reconciliation Movement is a nonprofit 501c3 charitable organization. It helps youth and families with education and community resources, promoting self-awareness, mental health, and drug and alcohol recovery. Reconciliation needs help with providing these resources for youth and families. Reconciliation accepts and is in need of donations and professional services to no and low-income families to prepare them for independence through health and education. Visit the reconciliationmovement.org. Victoriously Speaking has over 20 years of experience in human services. She is a licensed professional counselor, a motivational speaker, writer, performer, and community advocate. Book Victoriously Speaking for your next event or take advantage of the workshop she has to offer. Victoriously Speaking is all about teaching life and learning to live independently for excellence, free from fear, anger, and our doubt. For more information on these programs or to book Victoriously Speaking, call 404-969-5661. That's 404-969-5661. Hearts to Nourish Hope has been a leader in Clayton County for over 22 years. As a nonprofit, our goal is to expand and continue to be a one-stop community resource center that equips youth with the tools they need to achieve their goals. From our education and career training programs to our youth-operated food pantry, all of Hearts programs are designed to empower participants to improve the lives of their families and the community. Would you like to volunteer or need more information on how to participate? Please visit heartstonourishhope.org. 
Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Today it seems everywhere I go trouble's chasing me. You are listening to Life Radio. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at thereconciliationmovement.org. Now, back to Life Radio. Here again is Victoriously Speaking. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, welcome back. I didn't know we were back. <laughs> I think hey. the music stopped. Hey, the music stopped. And I didn't know we were back. I didn't know who that young lady had that walking in here. Uh-huh. I, was trying to, I was trying to see how she was trying to survive. How she, was, how she was trying to survive? Yeah, I want to know what her survive like. What, I want to know what she doing. Okay, well, you know, we're actually switching gears to uh, family secrets because that was another topic that people seem to like on the show. And so I thought I would bring in Dr. Know-It-All. Oh, um, it's Dr. Know-It-All. Yes, Dr. Know-It-All. She's a... Uh, Tanya Know-It-All. Yes, Tanya Know-It-All. But, mm-hmm. she, you know, she was part of our Random Conversation show before, and so... I thought I would bring her back since she's a doctor and oh, she, she works with families. Different. Huh? I said she looked a little different. I have her down. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, we were talking. I I, I want to start this segment off by um, basically just, did you get a chance to listen to any of the shows? Um, A few. Okay. I had time to listen. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and um, so I think, you know, I talked about physical, sexual, and emotional abuse mm-hmm. um, in different stories. You know, I had the story uh, with the young man that was molested by his mother's uh, boyfriend, and he ran mm-hmm. off. I had, uh, who else did I have? I had several stories. The guy who was in prison that was beat really bad by his mother like coming up just a lot of different things and so you know what do you think about like people who have these horrific type situations um it's very disheartening obviously I'm a psychologist so I deal with a lot of these cases people with um physical um sexual abuse issues and a lot of them come from obviously bad Homes, bad mm-hmm. parents who usually it relates back to substance abuse and so therefore they get angry a lot faster and unfortunately they take it out on their children mm-hmm. to where you know a lot of the signs of physical abuse which teachers and you know people who are around these kids can you know look for especially for physical is if they've had you know injuries or burn marks or you know feel or closed off to their self, not wanting to be around other people. Okay. And so a lot of people don't deal with these issues as well. So mm-hmm. when they grow up, sometimes they become the abuser as well. Yeah, it, it, can go, it can go like that. Do you really think it's just bad people, though? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are you shaking your head for, baby? Because you're over there quiet. Okay. I don't know what that woman talking about. This one we're talking about is... Well, uh, I'm the one with the degree, but go ahead. Oh, she's the one with the degree. So, hey, so they say that degree people are most abused people in America. So okay. So, what do you have to say about that? Um, No, 
I, I'm not abused. I've before? never been beaten before. So if you ain't never been beaten, how can you relate to something about somebody that has been beaten? Because I can relate. I've been around. You got family secrets? I don't have family secrets. None of them would be your business. <laughs> hey, so how can you be a psychiatrist? I can be a psychiatrist because I've gone to school, got a degree. With no family and I've secrets? studied. So you got some. My family secrets. You got degree secrets. I have whatever you think I have. Okay. Okay, so we're not here to talk about. Yeah, let's get back. We're not here to talk about. Yeah, we're not here to talk about me. I'm trying to figure out why you mess with my guests. I'm just trying to figure out if she can help the people. That's what we're trying to figure out as well, but you keep interrupting us. Okay, well, let's go then. Life Radio. (laughs) Live independently for excellence. But no, really. one of the things in Family Secrets that we really talked about was like emotional manipulation, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. how that factors in a lot of the abuse and mm-hmm. the long-term effects of that on families. Right. You know, um, for some reason, families have a hard time speaking up. Why do you think that? A lot of people like to hold in what they've gone through or what they are going through, which mm-hmm. isn't right when you're going through something, the most important thing is to speak out about it. Because a lot of people feel like if they speak out about it, usually the person who's doing the harm to them threatens them. So they're scared. Mm-hmm. They Or it might be a loved one. It might be their parent, you know, a family member. And therefore, they don't want to get them in trouble because of their love for them. Mm-hmm. But that necessarily is not the case. You should speak out and tell people what is going on with you. I think, you know, and the thing is, and a lot of it has come out uh recently, a lot of sexual abuse, you know, talk since the Me Too hashtag. Oh, that's true. A lot that has. Hey, me too. I've been wanting to create my own me too hashtag. Okay, we're trying to be serious right now. I'm pretty. You don't know, like that. That's why I was trying to tell the people. She don't know nothing about real people. Okay. So have you been sexually abused? Yes. Okay. By my psychiatrist. Okay, I'm going to need us to be serious. I'm right being now. serious. Okay, I you were sexually abused by but, your psychiatrist. Right, I went to talk to the lady. Okay. Because I had some family secrets I need to discuss. Okay. And I want to tell about some issues that I had within my family, you know, that's still secrets. So I ain't going to. And what are those secrets? Yeah, so I'm, like, Since we're on family secrets. Right, because I don't know. See, I've been abused before, and I don't know. You might try to take advantage of me. I do and not so, take advantage of any of my clients. Well, oh, so well, I'm not your client, so I guess I could talk to you. Well, you could. Okay, so. Okay, so let's talk about the long-term effects again and the importance of speaking up, because this is what I was trying to get to. Um, <laughs> do you think the resources are plentiful in our communities? No. No. Why? She, she, she said something. Huh? Wow. Uh, you're almost kidding now. Okay. Um, I say yes and no. Okay. N- no, because usually the black community, they don't receive as much as, obviously, other races. But also, yes, because it's up to us as African Americans to seek those other sources to get us out of the situations that we are. We're in 2018. You have uh-huh. the internet. You Uber travel Network, talk to people. <laughs> what are you laughing for? Okay. This girl said Uber. <laughs> Do you not use Uber? 
Uber is Hey. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need you to be serious right now. I need you to be serious. I'm Uber. gonna need you to be serious right now. Hey, Uber. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dr. Nolan. He's tripping. You know, my time my time is very valuable, so if we're not gonna take this serious. I just want how much time your valuable time you're spending in Uber. That's what I'm <laughs> trying to figure out. Okay, let's ignore magic. I don't know. But, I mean, the resources are, you know, I, I think this still goes back to the importance of mental health. And just the, going back to the mindset, even when we were talking in the first the segment. The mind is a powerful thing. It is. It and is. I think that a lot of it in those types of situations is that people feel like nobody would understand what they're going through. Well, that's the problem. Again, they're not the only one going through you know, either whether it's physical abuse, sexual abuse, and usually all of those abuses arise from emotional abuse first. Mm-hmm. Hurt people hurt people. Right, mm-hmm. right. So people who have been emotionally abused seek to hurt other people. And unfortunately, it might not be emotional for them. They might take it out physically or they might take it out sexually mm-hmm. on the other person. And by no means is it right, but again, that goes back to them not seeking help when they really needed the help. Mm-hmm. And therefore, as they get older and older, they haven't they have harbored all those feelings and all the hurt and pain that they've gone through, and therefore take it out, unfortunately, on their children mm-hmm. or a spouse. Yeah. Yeah, and elderly. I mean, I don't yeah. even think we talked yeah. about that last time. No, we didn't, but they beat up some old people. Well, I mean... <laughs> You had to say it like that. But they do neglect them, I think, more than anything. Um, and that's, I don't know. You know, it's one of those things sometimes. It's one of them. Hey, it's one Somebody of them said not time. true. Nikisha Thomas said not true. Not true what? She don't be about the people? Is it about elderly people? I don't know. Well, she, she might have been talking about something. Dr. Know it all. No, probably you. Well, I don't know, but I would like to talk a little bit more about just how we need to go out and seek mental health in these types of situations or even the social services. Because last time, I, you know, there are a lot of 800 numbers out there. There are. I put them out. for your child. Mm-hmm. So that's a hotline everybody can reach out to. And there's childhelp.org. So everybody can reach out to that site as well to get that help that they need. Yeah, I mean... Um, you know, so, okay, so she's saying that not true at all. It's just some people. That some people are abused? I guess that some people do that. That if you're, if you're abused, um, right. if you're abused, back. what are you doing? If you're abused and you, um, uh, that you will also abuse people. I think that's what she's saying is not true. Oh, oh yeah, but well, hurt maybe people that's do true hurt in her case. But yeah. most people, yes, hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people Whether hurt, I don't think it's intentional all the time. Uh-huh. No. I don't think it's intentional all the time. It might not be the same way, but that's why I was talking about the emotional stuff because emotions are the reason why we do crazy stuff anyway. Everything spouts from the emotions: mm-hmm. physical, sexual, verbal abuse, emotions. It might not. Yeah, all the time, but I thought we were talking, what were we talking about, family secrets? Family secrets. Now, I know the last time we were talking like certain family secrets that causes, push people back into the first topic we had. Remember when we were first talking about this? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about some some family secret forced people into a lifestyle 
to where they're putting themselves in position, like it could be abuse where they were being fondled or molested and they go out. Talking about the sex for survival, how it goes back to that. <laughs> right. I think we did talk about that, but it's weird. You know what? The other day we were uh, doing some things and we started talking about how people go to their graves with secrets. You know, you oh. have all these children out of your marriage and that's your sister or, you know, all these various things like that. That also messes up because it's like, you know, uh, your auntie is your sister. You know, those type of things, you know, but right. I mean, it's a lot of stuff out there like that. Right. There are. Or your sister really your mama. I watched a TV show uh-huh. the other day like that. It, like the oh, because they have young. Oh, that actually, I've had a client like that before, like real talk. Right, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, they found out that their sister was their mama. They thought it was their sister all the time. Because they were only like like, thir- maybe like 14 years apart. Okay. Yeah, or something like that. And she, I guess she had her when she was 14. And, and then they kept, and that, you know, and that's one of those things, too, is like you have all these secrets and things that you try to keep, especially from children, and they grow up messed up because of how they perceive things because of stuff that you don't lie about all they like. Because the parents did not seek when they were younger and getting abused help. Well, Therefore, you, they grew up and now they're trying to protect their children. But in the end, it's actually harming them in the long run. Right. I don't think you should keep people's dad a secret. Like, that's what... Like that what happens a lot that people keeping people dead in Well, some dads should be kept a secret, but um, <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> just uh, well, I know mean, it all's opinion. Well, okay, I mean, it's I don't know if that's really true though, because people, well, they don't why, tell what, people what, in what cases Some people don't tell you. Know what I'm saying you grew up your whole life thinking Mr. Joe was your daddy, but Louis Earl was really your daddy. Well, you know. <laughs> well, Joe was there, and the other one wasn't, so. But that might not have been Earl's fault. You know what I'm most saying? Most of the time, been, it probably was. Nah, the most time, because sometimes. But so why do men allow women to keep them away from their children? Yeah, sometimes we can't help it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for. Because uh, y'all scared to go to court. Nah, ain't Tell the truth. Don't want to pay. Nah, we, nah, we, nah. Tell nah, the truth. Nah, y'all know y'all like going to court. Nah, we don't like going to court. Or the doctor. <laughs> Let's go get a <laughs> but I'm just saying, is that a reason? Because nah. I've, I've heard people, like, especially if you had a history and, and you got a situation where you are uh, not able to see your kid or whatever, I'm like, okay, well, we just need to go ahead and do the paperwork. We can go to court. You gotta do, Especially here in Georgia, you got to legitimize and all that stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And But they're like, yeah, I don't want to do all that. I ain't trying to be in no courtroom. Nah, like, but it ain't that. But it's what probably- you say? Lazy. It's a little laziness. I would agree with all that. It's a little laziness in that. It's a little the resources. Look, do I have this fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars to put 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 up on? Yes, yes. But get this though. I've even, but I've had your jewelry. I've had spend on that. Oh, that money could go on paperwork for your children. Most people put. Most guys put their money on cars and. You know, and know it all because yeah. I was because, you know, what I mean, no, no, and for everybody that don't know, she's Mr. Know I mean, not Mr. Mrs. <laughs> know it all. Hey, she's a real, hey, she's a real lady and she's pretty cute. So, okay, so, so you wonder why yeah. what I might do with my money when I leave here. You know what? Okay, I'm, we go side though, I mean, as I was saying though, about the court because I've had, I've had guys, oh, never happened. stop it. 
I've had guys that actually where I had resources to help pay for the things and they still wouldn't go to court. So explain that. They're lazy. Like they don't like they like, you know, like court never like we brainwashed as men mm-hmm. in some instance that, you know, we know the system not set up for us. We don't want, you know what I mean? So until or we see it? more successes and get a comfortability with going in them or going into that kind of fight, you're going to see a lot of men back down from it because they don't understand what goes on to it because of, because all it because all it takes is for her to know your name and yeah, and your social security number and they don't have to prove nothing you have to prove everything all they have to do is just go say it is like it was written but it's the messed up part in family secrets now when it comes to that type of stuff because you have a lot of situations where guys get caught up i've had so many clients you know, they they actually paid, went to court, did all this stuff, then years later found out the child wasn't there. Right. And you the and, and 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 that woman, and it happened to a lot of my buddies too. Uh and that woman in that situation don't owe no restitution. The courts consider that a gift. But now if you steal this woman life and sex for survival, let's say you her pimp, you're gonna have to per you you're gonna be Press charges for, for for that, but that's no. But now when she pimping you, it's a gift. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know what to well, say about that. Y'all pimp women all the time. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? It's a see. It's some understandable double standards when it comes to women and the, and the courts. As it but be. all of this still stems from people. Y'all need women to quit having secrets. Ju- Exactly. Stop keeping secrets. Quit lying about what you're doing, how you're doing, why you're doing it. And then you got your kids all messed up behind it. That's all I'm saying. Tell them, baby. That's why this stuff keeps perpetuating. That's how we get into the whole thing about the mindset and going back to sex for survival and all this stuff. These sex for survivors causing family secrets. That's No, it's family secrets that's causing sex for survival. Um, I'm I'm just saying. Okay, well we're gonna have to revisit. We might have to do a poll on that. We, we might have to do something. I, I got we a lot might of do folks. a poll. Huh? Cause I, cause I think more people will say sex for survivors calling family secrets. But somebody said if it's a question about your child, you need to address it right away. Don't wait till later on in life. They don't know. You believe what the woman tell you. The family secret. Why? Because. No, cause y'all can th- just as easily go to the court system and get a DNA test. Right. But again, but it goes back no to reason. y'all being lazy. That too, but. If you don't have no reason to believe it, you believe wholeheartedly that this woman is Well, then true. that's their fault. So you're saying that you, as men, we shouldn't believe no women. I did not say that. Well, you know what, Dr. Noel, I'm glad you came. We're going to go ahead and... Take a break. Take a break. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Reconciliation Movement is a non-profit 501c3 charitable organization. It helps youth and families with education and community resources, promoting self-awareness, mental health, and drug and alcohol recovery. 
Reconciliation needs help with providing these resources for youth and families. Reconciliation accepts and is in need of donations and professional services to no and low-income families to prepare them for independence through health and education. Visit the reconciliationmovement.org. Victoriously Speaking has over 20 years of experience in human services. She is a licensed professional counselor, a motivational speaker, writer, performer, and community advocate. Book Victoriously Speaking for your next event or take advantage of the workshop she has to offer. Victoriously Speaking is all about teaching life and learning to live independently for excellence, free from fear, anger, and our doubt. For more information on these programs or to book Victoriously Speaking, call 404-969-5661. That's 404-969-5661. Hearts to Nourish Hope has been a leader in Clayton County for over 22 years. As a nonprofit, our goal is to expand and continue to be a one-stop community resource center that equips youth with the tools they need to achieve their goals. From our education and career training programs to our youth-operated food pantry, all of Hearts programs are designed to empower participants to improve the lives of their families and the community. Would you like to volunteer or need more information on how to participate? Please visit heartstonourishhope.org. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Today it seems everywhere I go chasing me. You are listening to Life Radio. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at theconciliationmovement.org. Now, back to Life Radio. Here again is Victoriously Speaking. Yo, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, if we've been all over the place, don't worry about it. It's random conversations. And so, um, hey, we got another guest that just stepped into the studio. Can I get you to come up a little bit closer to the mic? I think I can do that. All righty, how's that? All righty. So, now we're talking about some stuff that is a little bit uncomfortable. Um. I don't know how you're going to feel about some of these Are things. Are you going to introduce her? Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, that's okay. what I'm doing. So, before we get started, could you introduce yourself and tell the people kind of who you are, what you do, where you come from? Uh, this is my sponsor. Hey, Hearts and Nourish Hope. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I'm Debbie <laughs> Anglin, and I'm CEO and co-founder of Hearts to Nourish Hope here in Clayton and Gwinnett County, and we are so excited to be here. I love Nicole. I love what she's doing, not just with our show, but in her in her life, in her business, through partnership with us, and being able to broach these really tough subjects and being brave enough for us to work together and make a difference, make some changes in the world. And that's why I wanted this one to be more about current events and kind of like what we're doing and what's going on in the world that we're trying to address as a collaborative here in Georgia. And so, well, we know what's going on in the world right now. We know that we're about to go to war. And so how you feel? So how are we at Hearts and Nourish Hope going to stop the war? The war in the streets? 
No, the war that. I know, we ain't <laughs> we talking about right here in the community. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Those, see, I just right want to see. I, okay. Clayton and Gwinnett war. Uh, Clayton and Gwinnett war. Oh, I ain't know about the war and Clayton and Gwinnett. Uh huh. I ain't know. That was crazy. Uh, okay. I don't know what's going on, but yeah. So, so yeah, there's a there's 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 a lot of neat things going on, and the biggest thing is these problems are not just one thing. Every show that you've done and um, stuff addressing different issues, different problems, they all connect and they all um, kind of build on each other, whether it's positive or negative. And I think what we're trying to do and in order to make a difference is that we have to be holistic. We have to be all inclusive of everyone from everyone who wants to help to everyone we want to help and there's just different pieces and pulling those players together that really have that passion and that expertise and not letting our egos or you know this is my place your place this is this is my money your money whatever we have to truly put our community first and that's the first and sometimes that biggest challenge once we start doing that we can make a difference right and that is the biggest challenge, and that's something that what uh, we came together with and we formed what's called a WISE group. And what you were talking about is kind of what we try to be the one of those kind of people in the community. And so, um, so as and that's so as, all of us. We all WISE. We right. all part of the WISE group. Right. So, um, so when we're talking about these current issues in the community, like I was watching the news the other day, and since we're talking about what Clayton County. Uh, Gwinnett County. Gwinnett County. Gwinnett, yeah, well, Metro, yeah, but, Atlanta. It was Metro Atlanta. But right down here in Henry County, the police officer was going to a, a guy's house to serve a bench warrant, if I'm not mistaken, for a, a, some kind of traffic, traffic ticket. Mm-hmm. Two officers got shot. One officer died, and they ended up killing him. So, and this is not just a one-day thing. Uh, this is this is happening all the time. Now, do you think that it's because of what's happening or what's been happening over the last past year or so with so many people dying by the cops' hands? Do you think that anytime anybody get approached by an officer that they automatically think that they got to fend for their life? <laughs> we saw it first. Oh, look at that a loaded question. It, it is. Okay. Well, I just, I, I don't, that may be part of the reason, or sometimes that's almost, um, I don't, I don't want to say cop out, but it kind of is. We, we need to teach our people how to react and trust the police. And I think statistics and everything gets blown out of a proportion. I I do not believe that the majority of the policemen are out there going, well, let's see who I can, you know, hurt today or who I can, you know. That's the operative word is that the majority, but they do have some people that need some training, I believe, you know, Mm -hmm. and I've, I've had, you know, several situations just like with my group homes, a lot of times where people, Certain cops would come out and they cool. They, you know, they follow things. They were cool. Mm-hmm. They knew how to talk to people. But then you come out and, and this, and you know what? In some ways, man, that's a sore subject for me because I had a situation when I was young where the police had kind of did too much to me. That's so why I got the scar on my head. Um, and I was only like 11 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
there was no excuse for it. You know what I mean? So there mm-hmm. are some police out there, and I just, I think it's still, I still think when I, you know, from working in corrections and all these jobs or per- public servants and things, you know, I don't know if it's a screening process, because I'll give you an example, and this is not police, but even at the prison, there's a particular officer is always getting in altercations with the, the uh, detainees. And to the point to where these people are like having fractured jaws and all that, and they continue to keep letting him because why? Because the the uh, uh, you know it's a big turnover in officers. They need them. Everybody's working all these hours. It's the same thing in some ways on a police force, I believe, because I've talked to a lot of them. Some you know all of them aren't bad, but we have a situation where. People are scared. Why? Because of the way things are put out in the media. I think that's the thing. Things are put yes. out in the media a certain way, but we do have a lot of, and I, you know, I've tried, I've, I've offered services to law enforcement to say, hey, can we come out? I'll do it for free because I'm tired of things, you know, and I think I talked about that with the PTSD situation when, you know, that young man got killed out there in DeKalb County. He out there naked, not uh, armed. Clearly, there's something mental health going on, right. and I think there needs to be more training in them areas. But I mean, these incidents that come up, I'm not saying they're isolated, I think they're all across because when I did my research, they're all across the country. But at the same time, there's two sides, I think there's two sides to everything. Okay, yeah. I'm glad you brought up what you said, PS- PTSD. PTSD, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think so. I asked the question as a whole at first. Now I want to address the question as a black male. Then you say, you know, because here's the stereotype that it say, you know, that you are taking this out of control, that this is, you know, that, you know, like it's blown up out of proportion. Um, when you walk into a situation nowadays, a school, a library, a store, average life, trying to come up, trying to, trying to come here, trying to do it the right way. You are seen as a threat. And I know it for a fact because I walk it and I live it. Mm-hmm. So now when you talk about the police, I see it both ways. I do see where they have to because, you know, because, yes, when you're looking at the influence, like Miss Hillman was talking about before you got here, the influence of the, the uh, how we live, the music we live and listen to and what's going on. And so, and so yes, you have to be cautious of other of that because you are dealing with a, a ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. At the same time, why is this time bomb ticking? It's not just it didn't light, the fuse didn't light itself. But, okay, this is the thing. I was in the Walmart. Not too long ago, and there was a Hispanic, a Mexican older gentleman at the cash register, and he was having a hard time with his card. I don't know. He couldn't speak English, so I'm trying my best to do my broken Spanish, okay, and trying to help him. We couldn't get the card. So all of a sudden, the police officer comes over, and he's just standing there, and it was so intimidating. It was intimidating to me, but he's looking at this, and this man was elderly. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? And he's standing there, and he has on this full gear, like a flat vest and everything, and he's standing there just staring at this older man, and I'm like, why is he doing? And as soon as the car went through, he walked off. What was the purpose of that? So you have, you know, the, you could, like I said, it's two sides to every story. I think that we shouldn't be so 
perceptual where it's all this or it's all that. To me, that's why I like to work with programs like Hearts and Nourish Hope because you get a lot of, we get a lot of young guys that come in here that have those types of perceptions. Like it's all this. Nothing is all nothing. There's no such thing as all anything. I don't care what situation you're in. And so we have to address these things in a sense when like we've been talking about poverty. We're trying to address things here with poverty by what what you do. What do you do? Tell everybody. Well, it's it's training, it's education, and, and that's the key. It's it's breaking down those boundaries. Um, it's making people to see that we are all together, or that we are we we have more things that are alike than that are different in right. in everybody. And so things that we do here, um, one we do a lot of education. Um, through working with Nicole, we're able to give some mental health services because that's a lot of what th- they need. There's a lot of pain. All those things that you were talking about earlier have caused pain and hurt and abandonment. And so until we can make that person as an individual whole, is really hard to teach them to read and write and do arithmetic. That's so we, we, we have to heal that body and, and, and change their mindset so then it can be open. Um, we provide all kinds of training every Everything from their GED to English as a second language to certified nursing assistant, maintenance technician. We have um, customer service, HVAC, heating and air conditioning. Um, We work with Clayton State. So you can literally, what Hearts does is we meet everybody where they are. We're teaching film and production through uh, our production manager, Elite. Flight, Charles McIntosh, he's been on. So we're trying to cover the whole person. Everything here is about being holistic. And, I, you know, one of the things that I love about this collaboration is being able to build people because you have to build people before you can build communities. Right. And we've been doing it backwards, you know, and you put all this money into all these educational and vocational programs and then people still have hurt people, hurt people complexes. Right. Hey. She said a big word. The David said a big word. She said abandonment. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's so a, that's a this huge. abandonment. This I don't think we really understand how big this word is. Abandonment. I think like a lot of issues, whether it's uh, whether you abandoned by your family, friends, mm-hmm. and relationship, by your culture. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and like I said, you know, when you got spaces where you can come to and places where you can come and talk about these things and get the resources that you need to, to survive and you don't feel abandoned That's right. anymore. So I think that when we come together, like the Debbie said, and we're helping people not feel abandoned, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're doing a good thing at that point. I think it's real important. That's the purpose for the Wise Group. That's the purpose that we have this umbrella where all of our organizations can come together and address the community. We got two minutes, y'all. This is the last show of the Ep, uh, the pilot season I think it was wonderful I want to thank uh, Voice America for the uh, Voice America everything uh, especially Debbie for giving me a voice being our sponsor we you know we need more sponsors to continue this make sure you go to hearts to nourish hope.org and Re- reconciliation movement.org and I really 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 loved this ride.
Hey, when yeah. they say dot org, that means they doing real business. Oh, I yeah. yeah. Right, right. <laughs> it, it ain't dot net or dot com. It's dot org. And always, you can follow and see what's going on at Victoriously Speaking on Facebook and Instagram. And Hearts to Nourish Hope is also on Instagram and Facebook. So just check us out. Check us out what we're doing. We are always in the community. Love y'all, love y'all, love y'all. I want to make sure that we say thank you to Nicole for being brave enough and creative (laughs) enough to bring all of this stuff together and make it reality where we can have this voice, not just her voice, but all the um, people where she really went out and talked to the people in our community and the people who are abandoned, hurt, and all of this and and making a difference. So I just kudos. Thanks for being here and being my buddy. (laughs) Thank you for making Life Radio an important part of your evening. Please join Victoriously Speaking, also known as Nicole Benton, licensed professional counselor, for another edition of the program next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Here's to living independently for excellence.